0: Hi there, I'm Jolyn McCarthy, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Mike Pizzani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, Jolene. Hope everybody had a good holiday weekend.
0: Yes. Welcome back. All right, Mike, we have two questions for you this week. The first one is from Barry in New York. If passed, what is the effect of the $3.5 trillion stimulus on the economy?
1: So this is a really good question, and there are actually two answers to it. Um, The net effect of the stimulus package on the economy because of the fall off of some of the benefits that were passed during the COVID time period, like the enhanced tax credits, the extended unemployment benefits, and the direct stimulus that's been going to people, that is actually about $1.2 trillion that's going to fall off in terms of government spending that's on the docket between 2021 and 2022. So when you consider that the U.S. economy is a little over $20 trillion in GDP output on an annual basis, that $1.2 trillion falling off is actually uh, about a 5% headwind to GDP growth on a year-over-year basis. So that's a pretty extreme negative. And a few weeks ago when we were talking about the GDP report, one of the things I mentioned was that about almost 50 percent of um, GDP is inflated due to the fact that we're seeing some a, a lot of government stimulus and a lot of government intervention going through right now, especially the direct stimulus checks to people. So even if they pass the infrastructure stimulus package and the new three and a half trillion dollar uh, stimulus bill, which is I mean, these numbers are really incredible, considering we're talking in, in post-financial crisis. We were talking $800, $900 billion. We are up at $3.5 trillion, and we've already passed multi-trillion dollar stimulus packages. You're seeing the money supply in the United States really skyrocket. So the fact of the matter is this is going to be um, a, a boost to the economy, and you're going to see the money supply likely expand some, but probably not as much as during that COVID period. Because those stimulus checks that equated to about $410 billion went directly to people. So that was direct monetary interjection. The other thing about this stimulus package is that it's spread over such a long time period. So $3.5 trillion, when you consider the fact that it's spread over like a 10-year period, it, you're really looking at about $350 billion per year. So when you're subtracting $1.2 trillion in spending and added, adding $350 billion, You're still at a net deficit of almost a trillion dollars year over year from a GDP standpoint. And we've said GDP is likely to decelerate into 2022, which is the opposite of what it did into the middle of 2021. So realistically, they do probably have to uh, pass some type of a stimulus package to uh, net out the effects of the fall off of the one point two trillion dollars that's going to be that's built into the budget for 2021 versus 2022. So they're gonna to have to pass something, even though I don't think it's gonna be as big of a tailwind as people anticipate because of the fall off in the 2021 spending.
0: Okay, thank you. Our next question is from Zach in New York. We haven't seen a lot of volatility recently. Do you expect volatility to pick up this fall? <laughs>
1: So this question does come at a little bit of an ironic time period because we really, it's been almost a year since we've seen a 5% plus correction for the S&P 500. It was really right around the election last year. So we are now back in that time period of September, October, where we usually historically do see more of uh, just more volatility in general as people reposition their portfolios from last year into the upcoming year, mutual fund year end is right around now. So that usually does come with a little bit of volatility as well. One of the functions that um, was, uh, again, another reason last year around the election that we didn't think the election would be such a big volatility event was that bo- the VIX and the volatility measures the markets were very high. I believe last year it was sitting 25, 27, something along those lines. It's much lower right now. It's in the 16s. So one of the interesting things about volatility is that when it's higher, it means a lot of people are hedged and expecting more of a market type of event. Right now, it's it's not historically extremely low, but it's on the lower bound of what we've seen over the course of the last two years. And one of the important things to understand about markets is when volatility is really, really high and it starts to come down, usually the markets end up going up because price is an inverse function of volatility. So... I would expect some volatility. What's really interesting is that we've seen these rolling corrections almost every single month where one or two sectors beneath the surface will actually correct, but the S&P 500 has been able to hold up really well. In the midst of that because the majority of the market is kind of um, insulated from a lot of the selling that we've seen. And that can be a function of where hedge funds are positioned. Positioning is a very important factor in this as well. It wouldn't shock me to see some volatility pick up in this September, October type of time period. Um, it, historically, it's exactly almost what we see. And when you look at the different election cycles, usually um, you see a, a little bit more volatility in the next year upcoming Um, before the midterm elections. Sorry, we're starting up the political cycle again, unfortunately. But that's usually what we see on a historical precedent. So um, the markets had a pretty big move. And again, I think what we were talking about too with question one, the fact that we're going to see a roll off of somewhere between 800 billion and Uh, 1.1 trillion in government spending is also going to be a material impact. Plus, there's all this conversation about the Fed tapering and whether they're going to or not going to. So I think that there's a lot of upcoming catalysts that could potentially be volatility, um, uh, could enhance volatility a little bit coming through September and October.
0: OK, thank you, Mike. If you have a question you'd like to submit, please email us at McCarthy at Stay safe and we will see you guys next week.